This is Brian Sanders reporting for the Tucson Weekly from downtown Cleveland at the GOP convention 2016. Just sat down with a very interesting interview with a man named Jeff Mixon. Jeff is a not uncontroversial figure. He heads a group called BLM, Black Lives Matter, in Cattayuga County. Um, There is controversy about this because the group is apparently not actually affiliated with the national organization, even though they've attempted to be. So it's one of those uh, organizational divides which is kind of impossible to untangle. We didn't talk about that at all. We got into uh, actual perspectives on BLM. He has one that is probably a little bit outside uh, the norm for BLM leaders. But we do want to hear what he has to say. It's a very interesting conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please share it. The share button is our friend. It really does help when you share these shows, so please do that. Check out TucsonWeekly.com at the Range blog for more of these. Have another one coming out today with a guy named James Jackson, very interesting uh, real estate developer downtown Cleveland. And I actually just caught up with Mr. Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate for president in 2016, and had a quick sidewalk running video interview with him. So I will post that as well. Keep checking this stuff out. It's going on TucsonWeekly.com, and it will be part of the American Babylon Project, which is launching as soon as I get the website done. I've been so busy that it has been virtually impossible to work on it, but should have time tonight. Keep enjoying this stuff. Be nice to each other. More to come. TucsonWeekly.com. Talk to you then. Bye. It's Brian Sanders with the Tucson Weekly and American Babylon Project, and I'm sitting here talking to Mr. Jeff Nixon of Black Lives Matter in Cuyahoga County. Pronounce that wrong, I'm sure, but let's go with it. No, that's that's correct. Is that all right? Wow, okay. Um, And I actually caught up to Mr. Nixon as he walked out of a project called Our Common Ground. I won't ask you to explain that project, but I will say uh, it looks pretty interesting, and what I'm wondering from you is, what's your goal out here coming out to the GOP convention? Obviously... That side of things is is pretty tone deaf to what you are talking about in BLM in the BLM movement. Is it to be heard? Is it to be seen? Is it to make sure that space is occupied by people? It's to make sure that um, you know we think that as far as finding common ground, we believe that um, elections tend to be have a polarizing effect on people um, on the country, and the media seems to gravitate towards you know division rather than unity. And we wanted to participate in this project because this was one of those projects where we could come in, you know, and without being prejudged, because there are people that want to cause a hate group, which is absolutely amazing because not only are we a spiritual group, but our central message is that we should love all of our neighbors, love all of our neighbors, not just those who look, dress, and pray like us. Um, like, like I told, I, I'm so appreciative that Megan invited us and I told her if we could have planned an event like this ourselves where we can get together and just talk openly and talk from our heart with the focus on finding a common message and common ground, we would have planned it ourselves. But thank God they planned it and they invited us to participate. It, it's a really interesting project and uh, I'm glad you're participating in it as well because it's important that it's not just all screaming at each other. I firmly believe that these, yeah. these things out here, this is where democracy happens. 
people yeah. having really intense conversations, not the violence, but people yeah. having really intense conversations and maybe not finding common ground, mm-hmm. but at least having those conversations. To me, that is the definition of democracy. It's I not agree. posting on Facebook. It's not mm-hmm. uh, necessarily just in an echo chamber. Right. It's important to confront each other with our varying opinions. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that, um, you know, the street protesters, they are the backbone of the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter in Cuyahoga County, we don't really protest. One of our slogans is that we don't protest, we solve problems. And one of the ways that we solve problems is by reaching out to to people, once again, that don't look, dress, and pray like us, and to try to find a common ground with them. We know those people are out there, but we tend to be ignored by the media. So the media seems to like division, you know, they seem to like, you know, um, controversy. And there are a lot of people that um, are are open to seeing us as we are, you know, as loving individuals, as people that aren't against anyone, as people that just aren't angry, but that want to make the world a better place. But the media tends to ignore us, and so one of the reasons we're, we're really happy, we think this is one of those events that help to amplify the message that, you know, it's possible for us to move forward um, united, and it's possible for us to actually put, to put some of the division behind us. I think we need, you know, I wish we could have um, events like this every day, to be honest with you, because I really think there is a potential out there. But when you're constantly hearing a divisive message, you know, it tends to affect you one way. But, you know, so we need to amplify messages of unity, messages of loving each other, um, amplify the message of being a moral nation instead of just a great nation. You know, another one of the things that we say all the time is America will never truly become a great nation until we become a moral nation. You know, the whole focus on being a great nation to me is trying to be better than other people. And if I'm focusing on loving someone, it's kind of difficult for me to focus on loving them and being better than them at the same time. So that, you know, that, that's just one of the issues that we want to address. You know, Donald Trump, we believe that his whole campaign is a campaign of division. It's a campaign of American exceptionalism. America is better than other countries. Therefore, their lives don't matter as much as ours. White people are better than black people, therefore their lives don't matter as much. Men are better than women, therefore their lives don't matter as much. You know, we really, um, the situation with the woman that was raped, I believe, at Stanford University, you know, that was just another situation where, you know, it's not just black people in this country who are oppressed. There's a lot of oppression of women. There's a lot of oppression of poor white people. You know, there are a lot of, of white people suffering. And honestly, we believe that a lot of the rhetoric it's just rhetoric. So even a lot of the rhetoric of white supremacy is, well, if you really believe that, then at least treat white people right. But our leaders don't even treat most white people right. They treat a small percentage of people a certain way. But I see, you know, I, I just see so, I see so many sad situations where our country would rather blame instead of blaming leadership you know, they, they blame us and they use that as a justification for allowing us to suffer and in a lot of cases making us suffer. And not just black people, black, white, Hispanic, Muslim, Christians and Jews. Well, one thing you can do to divide people real easily is you can tell lies about them, especially like really uh, destructive lies. Yeah. One of the ones that's been told about Black Lives Matter movement since the Dallas shootings and the Baton Rouge shootings 
is a there's a couple lies that are being told pretty heavily right yeah. there's one that somehow black lives matter is responsible which is totally absurd for any uh neutral observer yeah and then the second one that's going around is that the movement is funded by someone like george soros that has been very popular out here on these streets you've seen a lot of the sort of info wars alex jones types mm -hmm. out there spouting this 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 uh idea mm -hmm. how do you respond to both those things how do you respond well, to the idea that that what, what responsibility does BLM have in the shootings of the police in Dallas and Baton Rouge? And is there uh, any truth to the idea that, that there's yeah. outside funding by, by George Soros? You know what? Now, I, I, I can't speak to whether it's outside funding by George Soros. We believe that the justice, the justice system's failure to hold a small percentage of police officers accountable for crimes against minorities is where the problem starts. So it's not just necessarily that a police officer did something wrong, but the justice system didn't do anything about it. So now we're, this, we're in a situation where you have people that feel like, hey, we can't hold them accountable unless we have a sniper's rifle. But I do hold Black Lives Matter accountable a little bit just because they are not focused on putting together a unifying message. If the only message of Black Lives Matter is gonna be that we're angry and you know we have a problem with the police, and not making it clear that we don't have a problem with all police. We have a problem with just a, a very small percentage of policemen and a problem with the justice system's um, refusal to hold them accountable. So, but to me, the, the big problem is the justice system, but I hold Black Lives Matter overall accountable because we're too focused on protesting and just going out there letting people know that we're angry rather than focusing on a message that will unify us and solve the problem. And just so we're clear, you're not... girls told me they're asking for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One yeah. more question okay. and then I'll Thank be you. done here. I'm so, I'm so, I oh, really that, that's, appreciate that's okay. that, you're, that you're taking your time out. Thank you. Um, so you're not, you're not saying that they're responsible for the deaths. You're saying part of the atmosphere uh, has been sort of exploding, right? Like emotionally. Exactly. Put it like this. We, we could play, we could play a, a better role in diffusing the atmosphere, you know, diffusing the tension. And that's where our failure comes in. You know, we need to get out there and we need to make sure that people aren't defining us as hate mongers. We need to get out there and make sure that people understand that we love everyone, that we don't hate the police officers, that we don't hate anyone, that all we're asking is that the justice system holds that small percentage, less than 1% of police officers accountable when they do things that are clearly wrong. Yeah. You know, we state in, in most of our correspondences that we believe that 90 to 95% of police officers are courageous and honorable individuals. But even their lives are being endangered by the justice system's inability, you know, refusal to hold um, the bad police officers accountable and we think a lot of that is a political problem. You know, you have a, in Cleveland, for instance, you have a Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association. They have a massive get out the vote effort. Right. They donate money. Right. And so there are a lot of judges and a lot of prosecutors who feel like, you know, if we go against them, we're going against our own self-interest. They helped us to get in office, judges and prosecutors, and these same judges and prosecutors believe that the police can help to remove them from office. So there's that conflict of interest, which is kind of the root cause of the problem. We believe that the root cause is a political problem, and it's, it's, the, it's the relationship between, for instance, Cuyahoga County, the relationship between the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association, the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party, judges, and the prosecutor's office. 
that relationship is the root of the problems. And when we change that relationship, we believe that black lives will begin to matter and it will become obvious. Jeff, thank you very much for taking your time out. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.